0: Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 says this, he, being Jesus Christ, redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us, the Gentiles. Somebody say, That's me. That's me. Through Christ Jesus, so that by faith, say that by faith. By faith. One more time, by faith. by faith. Say it like you have faith. Say, by faith. by faith. Oh, that was good. By faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. The promise of the Spirit. I want to talk to you today about the enemy. Within me. I reminded when Pastor Mike Hayes came not too long ago. And he talked about the Abrahamic blessing. How God visited a young man named Abram. And told him that God. He, Father God was going to do amazing things in his life. And he was going to literally blow his mind. It was going to be Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. In Old Testament form. More than he could imagine. More than he could think of. Because it was power working on his behalf. He would encounter God and give God sacrifice. And on a road back with spoils of Oren, one of the most victorious places in Abram's life, God visits him. And as he visits him, he relabels him. And gives him a new name, goes from Abram to Abraham and tells him. And Pastor Mike shared this with us, three things that God told him in the blessing that was coming upon him that he would possess. First of all, he told him that he was going to elevate him. It was going to be a blessing of elevation. Somebody say elevation. He was taking him to another level. Anybody want to go to another level? I meet people all the time that want to go to another level. I meet pastors that want to take their church to another level. Sometimes they'll invite me and we'll talk. And, you know, they'll for some reason feel like city life has been a good model for them. And I'll go or I'll meet people. And they want to go to another level. But when I get into their world, I figure out why they're having trouble getting to another level. Because the level they're at is a mess. And God will never take you to places that you cannot handle. Because he is required of us that we be good stewards of what we've already got. And so he's not going to elevate you and give you greater influence when you have trouble caring for the world in which you live now. He said when you're faithful in the small things. He said I will make you a ruler or give you an establishment or authority over much. And he said he's going to elevate Abram had been faithful. He's now Abraham. He said, I'm going to elevate you. I'm taking you to another level. I love when God brings promotion, not only in my life, but others' life. I celebrate when God blesses you and God blesses others because I found out that God does not bless haters. God does not bless people who are are greedy and want to hoard blessing, but he loves to bless people that are givers and generous. And when I see people being blessed, I just cheer them on. And I love going from the seasons of God, moving from glory to glory. Anybody love when God just elevates you? I love that. And not just in my life, but you're like, I love seeing God work and do his thing in our life. But most of the time, it's the hallway where you really battle hell. It's the hallway and the transition. It's not the season, because in the seasons of God, you see him working. But it's in the hallway of my life, those two little letters, the T and the O, that the enemy comes in, and it feels like all hell begins to rage against me. And I feel like at times I'm overwhelmed. But you have to be confident, not just in the seasons, but the hallway where God is moving you from glory to glory and he is transitioning you. And he said, I'm going to elevate you, Abraham, and there's going to be some seasons of transition. But then I'm going to give you a spirit of possession. Two things happen when you walk in a spirit of possession. Not only do you possess uh, new things, but you repossess old things. And there are some of you in this room before you will ever possess that which you have never had, you're going to have to go back and repossess some things you've lost. You're going to have to go take a over your home over your children over your marriage over your finances over the calling of God that is on your life the things around you are trying to rob it and steal it but before you will ever go to new seasons and possess what you have never had there's a requirement to go repossess what we've already had anybody ever had anything repossessed no don't raise your hand somebody took it from you Well, for some of you, the enemy has taken things from your life or you have laid them down. And sometimes it's just matter of fact, you just have to walk back with, with, with a matter of fact attitude and say, you know, it's mine. I'm taking it back. You know what? I let you borrow the lawnmower and you never returned it. I'm taking it back. Don't ask to borrow it again. Yeah, it's mine. It's mine. I own it. It's mine. He said, I'm going to give you a spirit of possession. Abraham, you're going to repossess what your enemies have stole, but you are going to possess that which you have never had. I'm going to take you on a journey that's going to blow your mind. But not only am I going to give you a spirit of possession, I'm going to give you dominion. Dominion is where God puts a no trespassing sign in your yard and puts the enemy on notice. This ground is off limits. This house is off limits. This life is off limits. This church is off limits. You know what? I don't care what you do over there or over there but there's a no trespassing sign. That's what dominion is. Where you stand in the authority of the kingdom of God and say not on my watch. Devil not today. You're not going to come against my family, against my children. You're not going to rob me of my joy. You're not going to put depression or anxiety on me. I'm not going to live in this state of fear but I'm going to rise. I'm going to come. I'm going to another level. Why? Because I I have the blessing of elevation. I can rise above. Somebody's about to rise above all the stuff. Somebody's about to rise out of all the battle. Somebody's about to get up and move out. Oh, come on, give him praise like you're already there. Come on, thank him for somebody else today. Thank him that God is about to do it for somebody else. I'm going to give you dominion. And I love this story. Abraham He's going to be the father of nations, but he only has a couple kids. It's going to take a while. His boy only has a couple kids. And the Bible says that there's a young man named Jacob. Now, Jacob's got some issues just like you and I. Anybody have issues in here? Come on, we all have them. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, just sitting by you, I feel your issues. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. Come on, tell them. We've told them before. Look at him. Say, there's some stuff in your life I know. I'm praying for you. Come on. Say, I've got some too. Tell him, say, there's some junk in your trunk I know. There's some stuff. But this is what happens. We all have it. For the very beginning, his issues seemed to rise. His name, Jacob, simply meant the deceiver. And one day his daddy is old and he can't see very well. And it's coming time to release blessing for a next generation. Esau's out and Jacob takes a moment of opportunity and slides in. Goes in and deceives his father. His father can't see and he asks who it is. What's your name? So I can bless you. And in that moment, it propels him into a spiraling journey. He says, my name is Esau. Father reached out to bless him and Isaac. Proclaimed a blessing. Esau comes in. And now Esau's a manly man. Jacob was more like a mama's boy. And when Esau came on, it was on. He was ready to kill Jacob. Jacob's fearful and he begins to flee. He flees to a far land, connects with a relative named Laban. The problem is Laban is very dysfunctional just like Jacob. He does I'm telling you, your dysfunction will draw you to other people with dysfunction. The enemy in me, it's like a magnet. It draws to other people. And they're not bad people. They're just not good for you. And probably you're not good for them. But he was drawn to Laban. He gets to Laban's house. And he notices he's working. One of the daughters there that Laban has, he likes her. Tells Laban, he said, you know, I'd like to marry your daughter. He says, well, work for me for a while. He says, work for me seven years and I'll give you my daughter. Work seven years. Wedding day comes, marries the girl, lifts the veil, and it's the wrong daughter. <laughs> it's not the right one, though. No. It's not the one he wanted. Goes back to his father-in-law says, you gave me the other daughter. <laughs> not the one I wanted. You slipped in Leah. He said, you weren't specific. He said, I'll tell you what, you work another seven years, you can have the other daughter. Works another seven years, finally gets the one he wanted. And he's just dysfunctionary. Finally, he realizes he's got to leave this dysfunction because God tells him if you're really going to be blessed and live out the promise, you've got to go back to the land of your fathers. But the problem with the land of his fathers, Esau was there. And he was fearful of Esau. Esau now had become great in the land. God had blessed Esau. And he was fearful to go back because he felt like Esau would kill him. And in the journey back in Genesis Chapter 32, the Bible says that there's an encounter that takes place in the hallway of promise. Verse 24, then Jacob was left alone. Wow. Then Jacob was left alone. God does some of his best work in the alone times of your life. It's in the isolated places many times where I get my greatest revelation. It's not in this place, on this setting. It's not when I'm surrounded by a, a bunch of people When I love being around people. I don't have a band. I, I don't have, you know, singers. But it's in that alone place where I find God speaks to my heart and he tells me there's purpose in this isolation. So you can be in a crowded room and still be alone. You can be in a room full of people and still feel isolated. The Bible said he was left alone. And a man re- Wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Because Jacob was always desiring to be blessed. So he said to him, What is your name? Now, remember the last time he asked his name. What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men. And you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him. And he limped on his Yep. This is what happens. He's left alone. The crowd is not there. The two wives are have already crossed over. And the Bible said he began to wrestle with a man. He's wrestling. And in this wrestling, the Bible said something happens. A question is asked. He said, What is your name? Remember the last time he was asked his name, he lied about it. The last time. He was asked who he was. He said, Esau. And there's a moment of truth because God is getting ready to deal with Jacob. See, the problem was Jacob thought that there was too much Esau in the land of his promise. But the reality is this. There was too much Jacob in him to get to the land of promise. There were too many things in his life that were keeping him from getting to that place of promise. Esau, God was going to take care of. But the issues in Jacob had been long there. The issues in Jacob were things he had wrestled with for many years. And he's wrestling and God asked him a question. He says, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. And God says, your name will no longer be called Jacob. You've lived with that label long enough. You've lived with that title long enough. You lived as a deceiver and a manipulator long enough. He said from now on your name will be Israel. That means a prince to promise. You will have access to the things I had promised him. And the Bible said in that moment Jacob asked what is your name? And he said why do you ask my name? In the minute he asked about the name of the father. Why? Because Jacob had tried to get everything through the arm of his own flesh. But the minute he began to inquire about the name, I'm telling you, there is a name and once you connect to it, he said, we have been made connected to the promise of Abraham, not by my name, not by your name, not by the name of City Life Church or a denomination or an affiliation. He said, we are connected by the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. He said, you are connected by that name through faith. He said, what's your name? And the minute he asked about the name, the Bible said he He blessed him and he touched his hip and the bible said that in the wrestling his hip became disjointed and he walked different from that moment on he had to lean on something to be able to become mobile i love what hosea says his recounts of this story he said in the wrestling there was much wrestling and weeping there was much wrestling and weeping you see if there's no weeping in your wrestling it does nothing for you but weeping is a repentant heart weeping is a sign of repentance and all you do is wrestle with God and there is no weeping in your journey and there is no repentance. Why? Because repentance ushers in the presence of God in my life. Repentance allows me to turn around and go a new direction. Repentance allows me to be set upright and be aligned for the promise. Without weeping in my wrestling, it does nothing for me. But once I have a right heart and I say, Lord, I'm wrestling with you but Father, I pray when we get done wrestling, not my will be done but thy will be done thy kingdom come on earth And come on somebody give him praise this morning I pray that when this moment stops we don't just wrestle I pray that it's not just another church service I pray that I don't just sing another few songs and anyway, you might hear another good story from the pastor but when I leave this encounter with your presence I pray that everything changes I pray I leave today and I have to limp onto your word I have to rest in your presence I have to rest on what you're doing in my life I have to lean on your presence to get to where I'm going. The Bible said from that day forward, everywhere he went, he had to lean up on a staff. There's some of you that you will never get, or any of us, to the promise of God for our life unless we are leaning and resting on his presence, on his word, and on his promise. I can't get there being Jacob. The problem is this it was not Esau that was his problem. It was Jacob all along. It was Jacob from the beginning. And I found out many times over that it's not you or someone else or an enemy out there in my journey, but it's Tony. I am my greatest enemy. Sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You've got the issue. You've got the problem. The problem is not you or you or you. It's me. It's the unforgiveness in my life. It's the hurt in my life. It's the lack of faith in my life. It's the anxiety in my life. It's the striving in my life. It's the depression in my life. But I've got a good word. When I get done, wrestling. I'm going to wipe away the tears. I'm going to get up from this moment, and I'm going to cross into a place of pride. Anybody ready to cross over today? Anybody ready to rise up and declare, I've wrestled long enough. Come on, put your hands together and give Him praise. See, if all we do is wrestle, this scripture jumped out at me in Hosea. I began to journal. I just, somebody gave me this journal a while back and it's really cool. It says pastor on it because I'm the pastor. <laughs> it reminds me. <laughs> uh, if you got this for me, thank you. But you know, I was writing this week and something hit me that I've never really seen Pastor Dale. He crosses over the river now after wrestling with God and leaning on his staff. And he sees Esau coming from a far place. And this is what the Bible said when he saw Esau. Come help me, Pastor EJ. He was a manly man. Stand way over there. Yeah. This is what the Bible said. As he saw Esau, he began to approach Esau. And every few steps, he bowed down. In humility. The Bible said seven times he would bow. Seven times. And as they approached each other, something happened. See, the old Jacob would have not come to Esau that way. The old Jacob would have not approached Esau this way because what God was doing was a work on both sides of the river. He was doing a work in Jacob, but also a work in Esau. And what God was saying was, "If you'll take care of Jacob, I'll take care of Esau. If you will take care of you, I will fight your battles. I will go before you and make crooked places straight, and what you thought was going to destroy you will actually bless you." He gets to Esau, and this is what happens. He's now Esau in Esau's presence, and he is bowed seven times. He's come to him with a spirit of humility and in a spirit of worship. And the minute they get there, the Bible said they throw their arms around each other and Esau kisses him. Okay. (laughs) You got a mint? No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. And this is what Esau says. Now listen, he thought he was going to kill him. He says, pick any place. You can dwell there. Build a life, raise a family, and live out the promise. Matter of fact, he even tried to bless Esau, and Esau refused to take until Jacob insisted. Because Esau said, I've been blessed. And all along, he was living in a dysfunctional trap world because he thought Esau was going to be his end. There's some of you living in a state of fear, in a cage of unforgiveness, in a broken place, and what you think is going to destroy you, God says, I've already taken care of it. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. Let it go. It's in you. Let that season go. Let that hurt go. Let that broken place go. I've already taken care of your Esau. Come to me with a humble spirit and a humble heart. And what you thought was going to destroy, I'm going to use to propel you and bless you. I'm going to use it to elevate you. And now watch. Abraham had a few kids. Isaac had a few kids. Jacob has 13 children. 12 sons. And they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. They will be the 12 tribes of Israel. They will be people of praise like Judah. They will be people of authority like Benjamin. They are going to walk into the earth and possess the promise of God. What he was saying, he said, if you'll cross over and let me deal with Jacob, there's a promise beyond what you will ever get by your own hand, by what you will ever get in your own striving, what you will ever get in your own mind. For the Bible tells me that it's not by might and it's not by power. But it is by the Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. He said in Galatians chapter 3, we are connected to the promise of Abraham by the Spirit of Jesus. And if that Spirit dwells in you, there is not a devil that can take it from you. There is not a naysayer that can quiet the voice of God in your life. What you've got to rise up and say, I'm moving to a place of elevation. I'm getting ready to possess and repossess. And God has posted a no trespassing sign in my yard, in our church, in my journey, in my life. Some of you have been wrestling, and he just like it jumped out at me in Hosea. I felt the Holy Spirit say, some wrestle without weeping. I've been there. I'm just wrestling and fighting and trying to get ahead. But he said, as you wrestle, if you allow repentance and a broken and contrite heart and a spirit of humility to be your foundation, I will promote you. This is what God said to him. He said, you have had struggle with me. And struggle with man. But from this moment on, you're going to have power with God and favor with man. Power with God and favor with man. Say that. Power with God. God. Favor with man. We want favor. We walk around and say, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Anybody ever say things like that? I'm the head and not the tail. When I'm at the back of the line. I'm living as the tail. Sometimes I'm acting like the tail. (laughs) And God says, I want to turn things. I want to shift things. I want to realign things. Because it's more than a declaration or a quippy quote from a pastor. It's more than a magnet you hang on your Refrigerator, but it's a declaration of the kingdom that when you rise and you know that I have power with God, I am going to have favor with man, but I will never have favor with man unless I have power with God. So he said, From this moment on, Jacob, when you cross over, there is no looking back. He said, You're going to now walk as Israel, and you are connected to a promise. I've got a good word for someone. If you've been wrestling and you've been weeping, your best is yet to come. If you've been wrestling and you've been weeping, greater days are ahead. If you've been wrestling and saying, but God, without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I will surely fail. Without you, I will never overcome fear or these insecurities, this anxiety, this depression, this heaviness, this broken place. Without you, I will never break through. But with you on my side, with you on my side, with you on my side, there is no not a naysayer. Matter of fact, no weapon formed against me has the ability to prosper because you are fighting my battles. I'm going to pray over your team's coming. And we're going to be reminded once again that it's by Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that we have connection to a promise. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to a new level. I'm ready to possess or repossess. I'm ready to walk in a place of dominion and take authority over what God has called me to walk in. But you're also here and you say, but pastor, I realize there's an enemy in me, a voice in me, strongholds in me, addictions in me, heavy places that only can be broken through his power. I believe you can leave this place tonight, Jacob rest on his presence and walk out of here different. If that's you, just slide one of your hands up and say, that's me. It doesn't matter who's looking around. God sees. Oh, come on. I'm lifting my hand with you today. I'm lifting my hand with you. I've got issues. That's Casey. (laughs) (laughs) May take all afternoon. But if you're really daring And you're weeping and you're wrestling. You're wrestling and you're weeping. And you're ready to cross over and step out of Jacob. Because in every Jacob, there's always an Israel. In every battle, there's always a victory. In every test, he always, if we allow him, establishes a testimony. If you're really daring, some of you got your hands up high. Some of you kind of like this. Some of you like this. But if you really are ready to let go of Jacob, because you know Esau is not really your problem, and you're going to let God take care of your Esau's, throw them both in the air. I'm going to pray over you today. And if you've got your hands lifted in your heart, I'm going to pray over you too. If you're lifting your hands and you're watching online, just receive right now. Father, I declare today that according to your word, that we are connected by Jesus to the blessing of Abraham, a blessing of elevation, a blessing, Father, of possession, a blessing of dominion and kingdom authority. But, Father, we pray today that the enemy that's in us, the strongholds, the places, Father, that the enemy seems to work and wreak havoc in our mind, in our heart. Things may have happened long ago or insecurities of the presence or fear of the unknown, whatever it is. Father, we just release it today. We pray that through our wrestling and through our weeping, we would wipe away the tears and step out of Jacob and embrace our Israel, knowing, Father, that the promise and the future is bright. According to your word, my days ahead are great days. Matter of fact, you said they are better days. You told me that my latter would be greater than my former, so today I take a step of faith, because it's by faith that I access the promise. It's by faith that I move the heavens it's by faith that i activate your word in my life so by faith today father i take hold of it and i ask you to work in my life if there's any sin that's in my heart please forgive me today just asking please forgive me today wash me cleanse me renew me restore me make me right I declare I need Jesus as my Lord and I declare he is my Lord. So, Father, I pray over everyone in this room, those that are watching online, every student, every child, those driving up and down, down Mabry Highway, let your presence cover us. Mm. Father, I feel your spirit in this room. Father, I just hear you declaring new seasons greater seasons, greater days of worship, greater days of prayer, greater days, Father, of being in your presence. I just hear that greater. Just somebody say greater. Just speak that over yourself. Just lay your hands right here and say greater. 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 My best is yet to come. Oh, I feel that my best is yet to come. My seasons that are ahead are greater than that which is behind me. Greater, 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 greater. Now lay your hand on someone and just say greater. I speak that over you today. I speak that over your life today. I speak that over your future today. And I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now let them go and put your hands together one more time. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today.